Pal Queens, three amigas living in Sacramento, California, passionate to support communities of color that intersect with mental health issues. Hola, gente, and we're back here with episode nine. We're super excited to be here with you all on this uh, Saturday morning. Um, for some of us, it's a little earlier. <laughs> um, and so today we're going to talk to you all about um, an ACEs study, and we're also going to tie that into PTSD. And for my bilingual folks, estrés postraumático. Um, so we're just going to give you all some some knowledge, some info. Um, but first, we're going to do some check-ins. So I'm going to let La Rosa check in first. Hello, everybody. Um Wow, I just forgot what a check-in was. And <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just checking in about my life. I feel like my life has been extremely booked lately. It's very busy at, at work. Um, so I'm just trying to get wrap my head around things. And it's always like hour by hour, like what's on my next thing to do. But uh, I'm hopeful that over the summer, things will start to loosen up a little bit. It won't be as intense. I am exploring private practice. I don't know what that's like. I didn't realize so many, it's like a lot of paperwork at first, a lot Mm -hmm. of businessy things. Um, So I'm just doing my research and trying to see if that's something I want to do. Yes, Uh, you do. I do. (laughs) Get that money. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I'm at that point where I'm just like, just trying not necessarily trying to survive today, but just living in the moment for today. I've been really sick the past few weeks, so I'm just trying to be healthy, and I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to the summertime. I'm really looking That's forward good. to it. Uh, what about you, Lesirena? How are you doing? Okay, I am, well, there's many different feelings going on for me. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I think right now my brain's been um, tied up with raising a teenager in the tech world. Okay, and Girl, just we're getting in. Yeah, we're getting into the you know stricter phone limitations and you know checking content just for anything concerning and yeah, it's just really hard because phones is such a big responsibility and kids are so little, and so mm-hmm. we have to teach them how to handle this big responsibility. I mean, it, it's a connection to the entire world. Yeah. You can you can get anything on there. And they don't have sometimes like the skill set yet or the knowledge yet to know what's good and what's bad, what's wrong and right around mm-hmm. technology. Especially like, if all their friends are doing it. Yeah. They're like, well, mm-hmm. they're doing it. Right. And we teach them how to treat people, right? <laughs> treat your friends nice, do your homework, all those things. And then, but we don't know how to, like, what's the etiquette for being online? I mean, how do we, because we can't see everything that they're doing. Yeah. So we're just trying to figure out what the best way to do that and to maintain a good relationship with her because we don't want her to feel like she's in trouble. This yeah. is about safety. This is not about behavior. Yeah. Girl, let's check you know? in after because <laughs> I went to a training that I'm like, yes, I think this yeah. stuff is right up the alley. Yeah, so we're just trying to give her positive messages. So far, she's been okay. She lets us take the phone and, and we really explained to her why we're doing it. And when I told her, you can have the best day, I'm still taking the phone because the world out there is still big and it's challenging and you're yeah. little and I don't want you to regret anything if you did yeah. something. And um, so, yeah, there's just a lot of challenges around that. So, um, yeah, in my mom hat right now, <laughs> really trying to work with, with her and my partner and then also I'm just really having a lot of emotions with as my students are graduating that I've worked Mm -hmm. with 
and all the things that they've gone through and just to see some of them, you know, in their graduation gowns and doing their cultural grads. Uh, it's just been like, uh, I'm just full of emotions around that, but so proud. And I think folks can be in crisis and then find a stability mm-hmm. in their lives. And we have to trust them. We have to believe that people are doing that and that we're not their saviors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're just a little piece of their story, but they really have got it. They're resilient. They're resilient. Exactly. So it's just really cool. It's a good reminder right now for me. So how about you, La Luna? Um, I'm, I'm on the same boat as you. I'm like, uh, I don't know what I feel. I feel so much. Um, (laughs) but I think just, um, kind of still working through like my own personal stuff. So like I've been working on lately, my relationship with like my body and myself, um, and just like my relationship with food, Um, just because I have a long history with food and just kind of figuring out what, what makes me feel good about it. What are parts that maybe, um, are uncomfortable for me and just kind of working through like personal self stuff, I guess you can call it. Um, and then just kind of, you know, I'm human. So like, I'm not exempt from experiencing depression and going through my ups and downs. And so I think right now just kind of struggling with like, this like existential crisis of like it's like a common theme for me this last couple of months is like who am I like what do I want to do um there's so many great people that believe in me and they want things for me but at the same time it's overwhelming like oh do this do that do this do that and I'm like I just want to breathe like can I just read my book um and so that's yeah so that's what I've been doing I've been um I have three books right now that I'm um reading so mm-hmm. when i'm finishing up and then i'm going to start the next one and then my next one um so shout out to my local library they're the real mvps <laughs> um it was yes. my way to reduce my costs yeah there's um, a lot of free resources heck oh, yeah. yes totally and you know libraries have the ebooks yeah they yeah. do and, and there's audiobooks. Yeah, they audiobooks do. Is what so I mean. <laughs> there's actually a good site it's called hoopla i think it's mm-hmm. h-o-o-p-l-a or hula mm, one of those let me check um Hold on. And so the cool thing about it is that it lets you link your library card and then you could download um, as many ebooks as you want mm. and like um, movies, music, albums. It's really, really cool. And I think it's called, oh yeah, Hoopla, H-O-O-P-L-A. Mm. One of my friends has shared it a while back and I've loved that. I I've love been it. doing it for my um, commutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so just trying to find things at home that make me feel good and kind of trying to figure out who I am right now and getting back on track on certain things that I've neglected in myself and kind of trying to, I don't know. You sound pretty wise and responsible, like audiobooks on the way to work. I don't so know. Grown up. So grown up. I know. I, I don't know. I just rewatched the office like a hundred times. That's like, yeah. I'm like, just That's like wow, new books yeah. learning. Wow. I'm, Actually, but well, I did something for myself. What'd you do? Week. I watched what? the Brene Brown. Netflix. Oh, yeah. I, I was Brene just Brown. like, wow. So I I needed this nourishment. I'm listening to her audiobook right now on the power of vulnerability. Man, y'all sound so intelligent. No, like, oh, but yes. But but not all the books it's are so like cool. for learning because I need yeah. a break. I'm reading a book right now that's coming out um on the 17th as a movie. I I think it says um the sun is also a star. Oh, I yeah, might be butchering yeah. it. 
butchering it. But it's coming out on May 17th, so I'm going to treat myself to the movies because my partner's Sweet. like, I'm and not going. And you read the book? I'm, re- I'm finishing the Look book this Reading weekend. Reading the book and then seeing the movie. Yeah. Look at little well, okay. intelligent. But first disclaimer, I didn't know that it was a movie until I was reading the book and I saw a commercial yeah. on TV and I'm like, oh crap, I need to hurry up and finish this book. Right, because it's a so, movie. Yeah. Cool. Anyways, that's I've my... never done that. I know. I love Man. it. I love reading. Um, I feel like I need to engage in more intelligent activities yeah. in my but life. The only reason I can read now me. is because I'm not like slaving away to get hours and yeah. studying. So now I'm like, oh, I can, I can read. Um, and I also got a book about um, indigenous like um, practices mm-hmm. and like healing and going back to like our, you know, my roots. And so um, when I learn some remedies, I'll let you all know. Wow. I got you. And I saw you went to that composting class. Yes, clean. Girl, I'm going to save you, the you, earth. You, you whatever. Doing things. She's doing things. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to save the earth. You are legit Northern yeah. Californian. Why are you trying to rewrite your narrative? <laughs> I don't know. Why are you trying to write I don't know, all this but out? But to be honest, I don't know if my partner can handle all these changes. They're like, okay, we're composting now. We're doing this. And they'll be cooking. They're like, okay, what about onion? I'm like, no. What about this? Yes. I'm like, anything green. Cool. And they're like, okay, what about this? and i but you know what shout out to them because they're trying that's fun yes anyways so i think i'm done that's my thing nice yeah okay so today we're gonna talk about aces and aces stands for adverse childhood experiences in the 90s kaiser did a study with about seventeen thousand people from southern california who have uh, kaiser insurance and they did a couple of things they got together physical exams they had the participants in the study do a physical exam and then they gave them a completely confidential survey regarding their childhood experiences and then they did a survey with their current health status and behaviors and so they were looking at the combination of their current physical exam their childhood experiences and then any of their health and behaviors now and then they did some court they made some discoveries and findings that Mm -hmm. we thought are really interesting as clinicians But we also wanted to share this with our Latinx community and our listeners because I think this is important information for all of us to know because some of us out there might have had some childhood experiences that are linked to current behaviors. And with more education, we're able to do preventative work. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk a little bit more about the ACEs today. So um, the ACEs is used a lot in our clinical work because if we can understand what our clients are going through... And at a young, early age, we can predict maybe some of the things they can be doing to prevent later conditions. Mm-hmm. But what is the ACEs? So it was a study. I think there's like 10, to thir- 10 questions on there. Mm-hmm. And then um, each question is scored. And then the higher your score, the more ACEs you had, which mm-hmm. means the more adverse experiences you had. The lower your score, the lower your adverse experiences and risk of future risky behaviors yeah. are. Yeah. And they also said lower risk of like medical conditions as yeah. well. So that was also interesting. I'm like, ooh. Yes. Yeah. And it's the first 18 years of the person's life, right? Yes. Yeah. Right. Right. In the first 18 years of their life. So maybe we can go through and just talk about the content of some of the questions. Yeah. We won't read the questions to you all, but we can. We can um, review what the questions cover. Yeah, Yeah, the different topics of the adverse experiences. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then we're going to do tying it into our comunidad so we can understand how does this affect us as Latinx. Yes, definitely. So the first broader category was abuse. So I know that's something that we all work Mm -hmm. with in our, Mm -hmm. our practice, but we'll break it down for you. So emotional abuse. So people Mm -hmm. sometimes are unclear as to what emotional 
emotional abuse is. So that could be uh, living with with someone who's constantly insulting you or constantly Mm -hmm. swearing you, someone that's always tearing you down, even though it could be like a parent that you're like, oh, this person loves me, but it's also at the same time very critical of who Mm -hmm. I am and Mm -hmm. that impacts your mental health. Right. What examples would you say, like some that you can think of on the top of your head? Um, I could think of like maybe someone who's like, oh, you're wearing that or why yeah. are you going out like that? Why are you talking like that? Why mm-hmm. are your friends like that? Why can't you be like someone else? Right. You're so dumb. You're so stupid. Mm-hmm. There's a Different lot of things. themes too in like yeah. Latinx families about body image. Oh, yeah. see, you know, gordita, flaquita, like all of those little names that we get told and like it's endearing sometimes but really they're also telling us about our yeah. body yeah or even like colorism too yes, or blanquita absolutely. or different yes. things just like or like don't go space. on the sun too much you're gonna get too dark mm-hmm. or you know don't eat this because you're gonna get fat and mm-hmm. it's just it's it's more of our culture this culture of criticism and they yes. don't always realize how damaging it can be because that's Mm -hmm. the norm right it's intergenerational this is how we grew up this is how my mom was and they're not realizing the impact of these words that it has on your emotional Mm -hmm. well-being right and i think there's just so much history behind that it goes back generations it goes back to colonialism and Mm -hmm. like trying to be like this other than realizing that we're different races we're different Mm -hmm. ethnicities and we're mixing so things are going to be different but we're still trying to achieve this right super i don't know if it's super whiteness or super what we're trying to achieve yeah reality is like we're all different and also the stakes are high for our families to blend in because we weren't allowed to stand out just as who we are yeah right and so our families were like going real hard to try to make sure we fit in yep. at the expense of our emotional wellness. And uh, even also at the expense of our culture and like erasing yes. parts of yes. our existence, you know, like natural remedies are just natural things that we grew up with and having to shed them to fit in, to assimilate. Right. Um, that's that's traumatizing, too. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's anything that like... They say that like words really hurt or can really Mm -hmm. hurt your heart. And it's true. Mm -hmm. And it can also be very traumatic. Just think of if you're listening to this and you're an adult, you can think back about a time when your mom told you something and you've stuck with that. Like 20 years later, you're like, I can't believe my mom said that to me. Mm -hmm. It could even be threatening con la chancla or the bell, like just a threat. Or like, te callas o te callo. You're like, I'm about to get beat. (laughs) Yeah. uh Uh-huh. Wait for your dad to get home kind of thing. Or yeah, just all of those threats. Yeah. Or like, háblame otra vez y te voy a romper el hocico. And you're like, okay, yeah, I'm going to be quiet now. Right. Okay, violence will help you stay calm. Okay. mm, Like fear, mom. That's fear. Right. and the, the other one is physical abuse. So it's yeah. like when those threats actually become yeah. real. Physical. And I think the, the challenging part about the physical abuse piece component is that in our cultura, we, you know, a lot of people have the beliefs of like, you know, you need to hate your kids so they can listen and things like that. But there's a difference right. between... Um, you know, punishment and discipline. Punishment is to instill fear um, and to hurt. And a lot of times our parents would use punishment as a way, as a means for them to release their aggression and their internalized anger and their internalized emotions onto an object, which is their children. Versus discipline is to teach, to inspire its wisdom, its knowledge. Um, And so when people would say like, oh, you know, well, yeah, it's normal to be hit. Yeah, but when you're being beat with, you know, barras from a tree or a switch or 
um, the broom or soap or whatever okay. object yeah. that yeah. becomes to the point where it leaves a mark, then that's no longer you know, a spanking that's, oh, yeah. that's real abuse that is leaving a real mark and that's penetrating the yeah. skin that's force. And so I think educating families on like the difference between, you know, punishment and discipline, they're not the same. Also in larger families, when siblings are parentified and they don't have the skill set to be a parent, but they're in the position of parenting, mm-hmm. yeah. there's a lot of abuse that can happen there. They don't know what to do, so they do they're resort still to... Kid. They're, they're still, still a kid. So they use physical violence against their younger siblings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes when we see physical abuse, we see that it's an outlet of anger for the aggressor. And yeah. just like other people who have anger problems don't know how to control it and then it just comes out and it just comes out yeah. too much and then it can lead to very scary situations. Absolutely. Yeah. And especially in families where like mom doesn't feel comfortable telling her boys to stop being abusive, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like it, that dynamic of gender, like sometimes siblings are allowed to continue being abusive. Yeah. Yeah. Or if they even have their own trauma history with Absolutely. physical abuse. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. It's That's yeah. the cycle. Same. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Intergenerational. Mm-hmm. Another intergenerational trauma is uh, sexual abuse. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> and it's the same. It's yeah. like it's happening in the homes. But do we have the empowerment of someone saying stop? Because mm-hmm. oftentimes it will get buried. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And unfortunately, too, I think not for everyone in Latinx cultures, but oftentimes it was that. Um, out of sight, out of mind. So yeah. if it did surface up, sometimes victims weren't believed yes. or it was swept under the rug or it was ignored out of fear, out of embarrassment. What are mm-hmm. people going to think about our community? What are they going to think about our family? Um, and so having to live with that pain in silence and knowing that the, the abuser doesn't have any ramifications for their actions. Yeah. That's, well, that's traumatic. It, because the inappropriate touching can be mild, right? There's yeah. a spectrum mm-hmm. that it's easier to let go of some of those things mm-hmm. for, I mean, I'm yeah. just, you're yeah. like in the mind of somebody, yeah. not that I would condone that, yeah. but there are some things that are on lower on the spectrum quote yeah. that yeah. people are more willing to not talk about, especially if they were economically dependent on yeah. the abuser. Mm-hmm. Like they let those things happen, and so, and, but that's one of the ACEs studies. It yeah. does ask if you were if you experienced sexual abuse, physical abuse, yeah. Yeah. or emotional abuse. Yeah. Um, another the another big category that um, contributes to these adverse experiences is household challenges. Mm-hmm. So this can look like a ton of different things. Mm-hmm. So that's watching your mom being um, treated violently by her partner. Um, so that's like domestic violence, mm-hmm. pushing, shoving, slapping. It just like the degree of the violence. Spectrum, yes. Yeah. Specifically, the the um, ACES study does ask about the mother being treated violently. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It does highlight that. And then we have like substance abuse in the household. Um, so we see this sometimes in our Latinx families if they're when they're first coming to this country, um, maybe one of the scenarios could be like the male figure being so overwhelmed by, you know, the challenges of trying to make it in in the U S and then they turn to alcoholism. And then that itself is, um, you know, traumatic if, you know, they're violent or Mm -hmm. if they're aggressive, um, or just if it's a culture of, um, intergenerational like abuse, right. Alcohol abuse where Mm -hmm. it runs in the family and it's such a social thing. And then, you know, there, it's not clear. It's like, 
in our culture of like, okay, when have we reached the point where this is no longer like a safe activity and it's, it's more of a problem because Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of Latinx communities are social drinkers. Right. When does social drinking become problem drinking? Mm -hmm. Um, It also asks about mental illness in the home. If a member was depressed, mentally ill, or if a household member attempted suicide, Mm -hmm. which is really um, a significant childhood experience to experience that. Um, Yeah, and it's a stressor like a family, like in past episodes, we've talked about how it affects everyone in the Mm -hmm. home. Absolutely. Especially with May being um, Mental Health Awareness Month. Yes. Um, That's a big one to highlight. Mental health does impact the person, but also everyone around them. Yeah, the family system as a whole. And then the others are parental separation or divorce, and they also ask about incarceration of a household member. Mm -hmm. And those can be... I can imagine how traumatic that would be to be separated from your parent, especially right now with families getting separated Mm -hmm. at the border Mm -hmm. for those children. This is definitely going to be one of their aces. Oh yeah. Yeah. And if, and what we're going to get into later is the outcomes of aces, what happens with aces. And that's what I'm afraid of actually, is that a lot of these kids getting separated at the border are now accumulating these aces that they already started to accumulate once they started to migrate here. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's going to lead, what I predict is future health problems, health problems, mental health problems, Mm -hmm. risky behaviors, relational issues, like a domino effect, occupational issues. So, what we're doing right now to our children, we're going to get, we're going to have to pay up years to come when they become adults and they have issues. And definitely, we're going to be paying up at that point. Yeah. And I think it's also with all of that, it's just also there has been a few children who have died in those camps Mm -hmm. too. So, it's Mm -hmm. also traumatic of like, Am I going to die? They're not yes. treating me well, too. Yeah. So that's... Absolutely. Uh, my heart goes out to those kids. Yes. Yep. Um, I think along with the parental separation and divorce, incarceration, there's that um, deportation mm-hmm. piece. Yes. Or if they get incarcerated or just even get a ticket, there's that fear of de- deportation, deportation, too. Yeah. Absolutely. So I know I work with a lot of kids or a lot of families who have that fear. There's mm-hmm. a lot of, like, we can't go here because we're scared of the police. Or right. their parent is in jail and mom is fearful that mm-hmm. dad's going to get deported and kiddo doesn't understand what deportation means. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. going to be really rough when it comes to that point. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And that's definitely an adverse childhood experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there will be, and the point of the study is to show that these small experiences we're talking about right now lead to big issues in their adulthood. Yeah. So we're going to pay up on those as well when we're deporting people mm-hmm. and children are here in the country watching that happen. Yeah. Um, and then this, lastly, the other third big umbrella is neglect. So there's emotional neglect and physical neglect. Um. So I think physical neglect is easier for people to understand mm-hmm. because that's where like you, no one is taking care of you. There's no food. Mm-hmm. Um, you're high risk. You're not taking showers. Your clothes are dirty. So people are better able to grasp that. It's more tangible to people mm-hmm. understand. Parents are too intoxicated or under the influence of substances or medication potentially. Yeah. Or if they're extremely depressed, they're just not unable to get up or yes. to take care of you. And it's not because they don't want to. They physically can't. There's an imbalance going Absolutely. on. And they're just like, I, I don't know what you want from me. Mm-hmm. So it does ask about that and then emotional neglect as well. Maybe your family doesn't um, 
feel like, or they don't make you feel special or they just sort of don't, this can happen a lot. We don't talk a lot about feelings in -hmm. a lot of families. People are going day to day, just living their life and no one's talking out loud about how they've been feeling. And we go to anger. Yeah. Which (laughs) in another emotional cutoff. Yeah. yeah, Emotional cutoff. But also where, where do we go with those feelings? We go to anger and then that kind of loops back into some of that abuse. Yeah. So we use uh, anger to kind of express how we're feeling. And so if you are exposed to that a long time, over time, that's that can be a childhood experience as well. Yeah, definitely. That the ACEs is tracking. So I, we wanted to discuss the impact of this. So how abuse and household challenges and neglect, they take this study and they, of course, like I said, you score it. And the higher scores had been linked to riskier behaviors, chronic health conditions, low life potential, and early death. Mm -hmm. So um, what are some of the ways that you all have seen that maybe in your clients? Like what are some developing? Um, I I can totally identify with like the risky behaviors. Oh, yeah, same. My clients. Same. Low mm -hmm. life potential and early death. I'm not sure if they're like attributing that to medical conditions or just, okay. Um, and then chronic health conditions, I would just say like a lot of, um, younger generations really struggle with like stomach issues and like Mm -hmm. constant nervous nervousness and like, um, like irritable bowels and having to go to the restroom all the time because they're constantly in fear and their body's Mm -hmm. dysregulated, like, um, consistent, like panic attacks, Um, just like physical somatic symptoms that they're constantly experiencing, not so much medical, uh, where it needs attention, but I mean, it's it's stuff that's somatic things that are happening within their body because of the trauma. And if there was neglect, um, in the home, folks depend, start to develop unhealthy eating habits. Mm -hmm. And then that can lead to diabetes Mm -hmm. and high blood pressure and other things that hypertension, heart disease. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And then some of my clients have, because of all the trauma they've experienced, they do turn to sex work and, and mm-hmm. prostitution or get become victims of trafficking. Yeah. And so you've got unsafe sex practices, you know, STIs that they're getting, yeah. all of that. And you and, and also I think mm-hmm. under medical or chronic health conditions, also like the potential to develop eating disorders as well, mm-hmm. depending if you're going growing up in very emotionally abusive homes and yes. like emotional eating or lack of eating or just malnourishment in general from neglect. Like mm-hmm. I didn't get fed. So I was very sick. I didn't have food. I didn't have access to food. Um, so that can also lead to a lot of chronic conditions where your body starts to deteriorate because it doesn't have anything to sustain it. Right. And then it- <clears throat> it also leads to mental health issues, which we will yes. dig a little bit deeper into now. Uh-huh. But one of the bigger health, uh, mental health issues that we're covering today is PTSD. See. If you can already imagine, any combination of these is going to lead to some kind of yeah. post-traumatic stress. Mm-hmm. Just even just one alone can lead to PTSD. Yeah, right. Just experiencing one of these things. Right. So before we go into PTSD, we wanted to just provide a couple of tips. Like if any of this resonates with you, if you think you've experienced any combination of these, there are some preventative ways that you can get ahead of your ACEs mm-hmm. so that you can still maximize and optimize your future. So one of them is to make sure y'all establish a doctor, a primary Go a care. Doctor. Go to a doctor. Yeah. Or at least just establish one. Yeah. 
And if you're undocumented, you can go to a community clinic. Mm -hmm. If you're a college student, you can seek out the health centers on your campus. It can support you. Some of them also have um, actual departments for dreamers and things like that. So, um, and then just local community agencies, nonprofits, and, you know, in your community center can also support if you don't have insurance and can't go through like Kaiser, you know, there, there is still support out there. It just might take a little bit more time to find it. Oh yes. Right. So, but establishing a doctor is a really great thing because anytime you have a health concern, you want to consult with them. Mm -hmm. The other one would be Make sure whatever outlet it is, when I hear exercise, I think of like bike riding and swimming and things. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah. like, you know, or taking a walk with my dogs, but exercising, healthy eating, that doesn't mean restricting eating. That doesn't mean shameful eating. It just means like pick something that makes your body feel good, mm -hmm. right? Like add a couple of veggies in every day because you will add a protein in. You need mm -hmm. protein for your eyesight, for your brain, like muscles. I mean, just, <laughs> yeah. you know, not mm -hmm. so much to look good. It's just to really just feel good. Mm -hmm. Like that's how I think about when I think of healthy eating for me and exercise, um, I think about ways that I can just give my body what it needs without yeah. making myself feel like shame. Yeah. So I'm like, sure, maybe I'll have a pizza, but I'll also add some veggies on the yeah. side or <laughs> on a salad. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And yeah. just like listening to your body. If you have food allergies, if you want to go through it, yeah. if you're suffering, go ahead and eat what yeah. you're not supposed to yeah. eat. But I had a really good margarita the other day, but it was after we went on a bike ride. My partner and I got bikes. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, when did that happen? That's cool. We actually have had bikes for a while. Oh, okay. Wait, let me rephrase that. My partner and I have actually put the air in the tires of our bikes. Nice. <laughs> and now we have bikes. That's awesome. And so we went on a bike ride and then we had a really good margarita after and we were like, so in, Treat our, in our 30s and 40s, that's what it looks like. We're yeah. like, we needed to make sure we had some kind of bike ride physical activities before we consumed all that good yeah. sugar. <laughs> Just, you know, just yeah. being mindful of that and, and almost see it like resistance, right? Yeah. Against your trauma. Like, don't let your trauma decide what yeah. your health is. That's mm -hmm. funny. Other ones? Uh, sleep, people. We yeah. need you to sleep regularly. Yes. Setting mm -hmm. a sleep schedule. It's not just for your toddlers. It's just not for kids. <laughs> yeah. right? It is also for you. It's the child in you. Yeah. <laughs> that child like still if, needs naps. If I don't sleep enough hours the next day, I just feel cranky or yeah. i just feel extra emotional so i'm just like sleep definitely yeah. helps regulate all and that. it also yeah. could be dangerous if you're on the road and like have been falling asleep because mm -hmm. i can be pretty far and there's been times where i'm like oh shit i'm falling asleep right and then i'm smacking myself singing at like the top of my lungs the oh. air conditioner is blasting and i'm like jesus let me make it please oh my goodness la luna yeah, i know so sleep's important yeah sleep is important yeah. and something that we always say is seek counseling mm -hmm. yes therapy um some sort of um support to help you process all of the things that you have gone through mm -hmm. um and then also engaging in things that maybe help you feel like you're giving back or gives mm -hmm. you meaning or purpose so that could be volunteering some sports mm -hmm. art um any hobbies that you might have. Do yeah. those paint nights. Do that judo class. Go to yeah. that Zumba. Like growing up, I, some of my uncles would um, form men's leagues and they mm -hmm. go play soccer. And I, I secretly think it's to live out their like, I Aww. didn't get to become a pro soccer player fantasy. But but I but still play. Yeah. But hey, they would get really into it. And yes. We would fight with the um, ref. So that was intense. It's, but yeah. stuff like that too. Or even like Join a woman's like group, uh, you know, support group or a book club or 
you know, gardening, gardening, yeah. yeah. All the communities do free gardening. And so people could go and, mm-hmm. and, you know, garden in their local communities and just anything that makes you feel good. That activities feel, that yeah. redefine your narrative that do help you see your strengths and see that you're having fun in life. See, it's Zumba. Fun. Cause I used to know a lot of ladies that would go and get their Zumba on. It's <laughs> funny. I would cool. go sometimes. It was cool to see them. So we're going to quickly pull out one of the issues. Like I said, PTSD is the one that we wanted to focus Cover. on. We just mm-hmm. wanted to quickly uh, describe what PTSD is and some of the symptoms. And then if this resonates with you, I, we do suggest that you seek counseling sí. or mental health. But we hope that, you know, giving this, talking out loud with our comunidad about this, because I don't think it's happening enough, is kind of why Nupal Queens is here sí. to do this kind of work. Yeah. Um, yeah. What is PTSD? Da-da-da. So basically PTSD is, you know, <clears throat> so experience something that's very shocking or dangerous or an event that really scared you. It's something that was traumatic enough. So experiencing a car accident or a natural disaster, a violent crime, sexual violence, you know, the list goes on. So what this is, it's your body's natural response is to have, you know, to go into fight or flight. Um, so it's chemicals and hormones in the body that prepare you for survival. Um, and you know, it's common for your body to return back to a normal level of functioning, but if your body does not you know, recover within like a month of that event, then, you know, that's a good indicator that the event was so significant that your body's really having a hard time regulating Mm -hmm. and being able to push through it. So that might be a sign of, oh no, like my body may be going through some stuff and I might need support. Yeah. That's beautifully said. Yeah. How I explain it to my families, it's like when you have a smoke alarm and it's going off and it alerts you like, oh, shoot, make me los frijoles or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, something Give me the Like, okay, yeah. thank you, fire alarm. But it's just like when that fire alarm goes off at two in the morning, you're like, what the hell? What's going on? And like, you keep bringing the frijoles. Yeah. Or after the smoke's gone, it's still yeah. on. Yeah, so it's just like, why is this turning on randomly? Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. if the trauma's done, why am I still feeling this way? So that's a good way of explaining the symptoms of PTSD. Right. So it's a combination. There's experiences that are um, re-experiencing. So to have post-traumatic stress disorder, Mm -hmm. because I think it's okay. We all have post-traumatic stress at some point. After I graduated, I had post-traumatic stress. Yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't disordered, right? So this is what makes it a disorder. You have to have all of the following. You have to have re-experiencing symptoms. You have to have avoidance symptoms, arousal symptoms, and cognitive or mood symptoms. Mm-hmm. For at least one month. For at least a month. So some of these, and the re-experiencing pieces like having flashbacks, so reliving your trauma over and over again. So racing, somatic symptoms like racing, like heart, sweating, feeling like you can't breathe, like shortness of breath, and your body's just like, the alarms are just going off and your body's freaking out. Bad dreams. Um, frightening thoughts, um, re-experiencing can also cause problems in just your everyday routine. It might be hard for you to, you know, talk or go back to normal functioning or to go out or to go to work or go to school. Um, and some of the avoidance symptoms. Yeah, like if you were in a car accident, you may not want to get in a yes. car for a very long time. 
if you were um, maybe assaulted by someone, oh, you yeah. may not want to be out or be social or you might want to yeah. isolate. Yeah. yeah. Or avoid or, that place where it happened. Yeah. Right. Or uh, also sometimes that population of people. Like right. if it was a specific person that identifies with the larger group of people, then you may want to avoid that whole group as a whole. They may trigger you. There. Yes. Right. Um, so avoidance symptoms, staying away from anything that reminds you at all of the traumatic event, even if it is at a cost of your functioning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What else? Uh, for arousal symptoms, that's something that's someone that's always on edge, always really tense, easily startled. Like they hear a noise and all of a sudden they like jump back in their seat. You're mm-hmm. like, whoa, what's going on? <laughs> um, they can, have, yeah. It can ahead. even go as far as feeling angry or paranoid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or even physical touch. If someone doesn't, you don't know, and someone comes up to you and like touches you, you might freak out and it might trigger mm-hmm. you and they you might like start breathing heavily and spiral out and the person's like, whoa, they have no idea what's going on, but you've experienced mm-hmm. the trigger. Yeah. Anger outbursts. Mm-hmm. Lashing out Just at people. Being very reactive. Yeah. And yeah. also having trouble sleeping. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Then, then there's mood symptoms. Mm-hmm. Which ones so there's highlight? A, there's mm-hmm. a lot of different mood symptoms. Like all of a sudden your mood changes after this traumatic event. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you have a not negative thought of the world. You might have been like a cheery person. And then after something um, negative happened to you, you're like, oh, the world is not a safe place. Mm-hmm. People are not good. Mm-hmm. Um, so your perspective of the world changes. Mm-hmm. Um, you lose interest in things that you used to enjoy. Um, like all those hobbies you used to have, they're not interesting to you. So it's almost like a little mm-hmm. bit of a depression. You start to pull mm-hmm. back. You start to isolate. Um, you have distorted feelings of feeling guilty like mm-hmm. or blame. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this is my fault that this happened. I was in... I shouldn't have been walking on that right. street or like, unfortunately like in a mass shooting or natural disaster of like survivor's guilt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a lot of those feelings. Um, or if something happened to you, like rape, you feel it's your fault right. and that you asked for it or that it was supposed to happen to you. So a lot of guilt and shame right. around if, if you experience that. Right. So some of these kids right now that are experiencing school shootings, well, yeah. one will get some ACEs scores, yeah. yeah. And two will certainly have PTSD and some of those could be uh, flashbacks of the event of wanting to avoid school. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe being scared of guns. Yeah. So Fourth yeah. of July could be extremely oh, triggering. Could be triggering. Just yeah. in, not only for a military population, but anyone yeah. that's experiencing the experienced shooting. Yeah. Feeling guilt or blame that they survived and others didn't. didn't. Mm-hmm. Right. And having mood swings, anger outbursts, difficulty sleeping. Yeah. That's what that's going to look like for those students. And another part of that cognition piece is not being able to remember what happened. Like mm-hmm, you like right. black out and there's gaps and you're just like, wait, what happened? Did that really happen? Mm-hmm. Or just feeling guilty mm-hmm. that like, I don't remember what happened to me. Mm-hmm. Stress does scramble your memory. Yeah. It plays tricks on you. It and does. you think like, did I make that up? Did that happen? I don't remember. I'm overwhelmed. Like this is too much. And it right. creates holes in their memory. So any combination, well, all of those, you have to have all of those types of experiences for at least a month following an event that made you feel like you were in fear for your life, whatever amount of time. Like I said, it could be seconds during a school shooting or it could be a natural disaster. It could be a sexual Mm -hmm. assault um, of being a victim or witnessing a violent crime or a car accident. So if, if you do, hopefully this plants some seeds of education and knowledge and we encourage you to make a decision to either seek counseling services like we were talking about earlier 
establishing a care primary care doctor, finding a routine in your life that makes you happy, you know, engaging in hobbies, activities, sports, building meaningful friendships, not a ton, maybe one or two, but yeah. people who believe in you. Yeah. Um, and, and so I think that maybe is a good time to move into our validation yeah. and what maybe we all want to share with our listeners. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I just, I guess like want to like f- validate people and also just say like, I'm sorry that you went through something very uh, traumatic for you and pretty adverse, even though some people might say like, oh, that's life, but some people might take it really personally. Mm-hmm. So I'm really sorry that that happened to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to validate your feelings that it's normal to react this way after a traumatic event. Um, and I want to encourage you to seek support in whatever way that looks like, whether it be with a friend, um, your own personal healing journey through a counselor, um, just to reach out. I, I don't like to see people suffering alone. So just maybe letting one other person know. Yeah, that's a really good... Whenever yeah. I share something that's been bothering me, it takes the power out of it. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Just putting the words out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I think for me, it's um, kind of just encouraging listeners to know thyself, right? Um, it's, if you know and understand what these events have done to you and how they've altered you in some way, then you can take back your narrative and your power um, and, you know, find your supports to kind of rebuild and, you know, recenter yourself. And whether that's holistic healing or professional healing, you know, or a combination of everything, you know, just finding, um, you know, your wholeness again and, and knowing that, um, you know, the, the trauma doesn't define you. It's not your entire narrative. It's a, it's a chapter. Um, and it's only one chapter and, um, you can keep creating, you know, additional chapters and rewrite your narrative and be more than the trauma. The trauma is not who you are. It's just a, a very small piece of, you know, of your story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would also ask yourself this question. What does your future version of yourself need you to do today to get to that point later that you envision yourself in? And the other piece to that is that you are doing all the right things. A lot of you are. You're you're even just you had many choices of podcasts and you chose ours, yeah. which is focusing on wellness. And you did that. You did that intentionally because you care about your wellness and mm-hmm. you even made it this far <laughs> into our episode. <laughs> yeah, listening so like, to us. You're three. listening, you're you're getting knowledge, you're you're um, challenging yourself to learn these things and move through difficult information to find some answers. And I'm proud of you just for yes. doing that. So keep doing that and just a- keep asking yourself that. What does future me need me to do today? Yes. Yeah. I really like that. Love it. Yeah. So the, I guess we're done. We're yes. wrapping up. So yes. I just encourage people to listen to our other episodes. So this is episode nine. So we have eight other yes. wonderful episodes to listen to um and also if you like us leave us a review please on mm-hmm. apple podcast uh i don't think you can do it on spotify but wherever yeah. you listen you can also follow us on instagram on facebook on twitter mm-hmm. but i think on instagram is like where we um uh what's the most active active or mm-hmm. engage with Engaging, our followers yeah. a yeah. little bit more yeah and then our email is also attached to that if you wanted to send like a private message yes, yes. well we love you all and thank Yay. you so much for listening and stay tuned for our next episode 10 yes Woo. bye, bye.